We have made it, boys. The offseason is almost over. We have real NFL and real NFL Lions football just hours away. We made it. You can feel it. There's so much excitement. There's already start-sit decisions for fantasy football. There's already injuries that we have to monitor and manage around. It's a train wreck if you're a Cooper Cup owner like myself. Oh, I'm also a Jonathan Taylor owner, and oh, I'm also a Travis Kelsey owner. We're in midseason form over here with the panic level. But fantasy football and real football is so back, and it feels so good. And I'm not going to put you to death with a long intro here tonight. We are just going to get cooking. We've got coverage for all three leagues. We've got survey results to cover for all three leagues. Then we'll start specifically with Survive and Enhance. We've got, uh, well, I'll debut a new name. We always called it the critical pieces to success or failure for Survive and Enhance, the Guillotine League. I've got a new name to debut, and it's been obvious this whole time, and I finally found it while I was pondering a more catchy name for that segment. So we'll do our critical pieces. Uh, I will then... um, Go through those survey results for who is the most likely to die uh, based on league perception and most likely to survive. Then we'll go into the auction league. We got survey results there, but first I'll do previews of each of the matchups in that league, and then I'll do the same thing for the keeper league. Start with the previews and end with the survey results there. Uh, the survey results there were the over-unders. Um, same with the auction league. So um, that is it. We made it. So let's go, uh, if you're not in all three leagues, uh, pay attention to the timestamps. I will put the timestamps into the, uh, the episode description uh, for the podcast. So use those uh, so you don't, uh, especially if you're driving, you're not clicking around on your phone. Uh, I'll give you the answer so you don't have to look hard for it. But let's go. What is going on, my guillotine gangsters, my survive and enhancers? Welcome to the first segment of the year. I have a new name to debut. Last year, I really struggled with like a catchy name for the critical pieces to success or failure, like I mentioned in the intro. Um, The name's been right there in front of me the whole time. So we're going to do the same thing, you know, what is important to each team to survive this week. And if that team dies, what is it going to be that went wrong? What led to their downfall? So the name, the new name for that segment, like I said, it's been in front of me this whole time, and it is now going to be called Commissioner Kellen's Lynchpins. Yes, now it seems so obvious. We finally found it. Let's go right into it, though. First team on my list is Jimmy, Team Jimbo. The linchpin for Jimmy, the critical piece, I'll call it, will this be a swift survival? Jimmy feels very safe to me. This is a very strong lineup in my eyes. 
One glaring name, though, on his lineup that gives me a little bit of pause is DeAndre Swift. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but Swift has a lot of questions around him. One, he's on a new team. Two, what will his role be in this new uh, on this new team and in this crowded backfield? Three, as Lions fans, we always have to ask, will DeAndre Swift stay healthy? We all know this dude gets injured all the time, and a lot of the time, it's during a game where he leaves the game in the first quarter and we never see him again. That is a quick recipe for fantasy disaster. I don't know what Swift will be this season. I stayed away from him in all of my leagues this year due to fear of the unknown. Uh, again, I don't think Jimmy has a very stressful weekend ahead of him, but if he goes down, I'm going to guess Swift gets at least a decent piece of the pie uh, of that blame uh, for that pie chart. Next team, uh, myself. We'll, we'll work our way down the list here. My linchpin is Hide and Seek, a.k.a. Burrow and Chase. I stole that one from PFT Commenter, one of my favorite barstool guys. I like my draft a lot, but I will be made or broken by my Bengals stacks. Oh, my God. If you could hear Smalls. Brendan, your dog's freaking out about something. Um, my Bengals stack is going to play a major piece here. Oh, why are work people calling me in the middle of a work day? That's annoying. Um, my Bengal stack's going to be huge. I need Burrow to play. I think he is. I think he's going to work through that calf injury and be locked into that Bengals roster for week one. Uh, no Burrow means no difference maker at quarterback for me, though. And I spent, uh, I had the back-to-back picks in the second or third round. I forget which pick I took him with, but regardless, you know, it doesn't really matter. I took him with those back-to-back picks, so... Um, and then if he doesn't play, my first pick in Jamar Chase also gets downgraded massively. Um, Jamal Williams, David Montgomery, Devontae Smith, Cortland Sutton, all are fine players to have in a week one guillotine lineup in my eyes, but those are minor details because my survival begins and ends with my two Bengals from the Bayou. Go Tigers. Next up on the list, we'll go to Nick. Can't just call him Jugan now because he's got his little brother in the league. Uh, so, Nick, your linchpin, I will call, watch your dome. Three meanings to this. The low-hanging fruit that I feel kind of dirty going towards is Tua is your starting quarterback. Uh, no explanation really needed with those concussion concerns. Number two, some dome stadiums might be nice for you this week since rain is forecasted in the games of Jerry Judy, and is he even playing? I don't know. Brandon Ayuk, Pat Fryermuth, Javante Williams, and Graham Gano. They all have outdoor games where at least some amount of rain is forecasted. How nasty will it be here in early September? I don't know. Uh, but it's a decent chunk of a starting lineup that could be playing in a mud bowl. The third option, or not the third option, the third, you know, uh, element to watch your dome. Obviously, watch your own dome, Jugan. This guillotine does not care about weather. No excuses. Next up is Singer. Singer's linchpin is Believeland. Singer is out here rocking the Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper stack. Singer feels like another fairly safe team to me this week, but if things go sideways for him, this Browns combo I think will probably be a large chunk of the blame. The Brownies start their season with a divisional game at the jungle against one of the Super Bowl favorites, the Bengals. Not exactly a nice warm-up game for your quarterback-wide receiver duo. 
but that's it. Singer, it's short and sweet. Like I said, I think you're pretty safe. So I don't think I need to elaborate too long on things to worry about. Singer, I'd be surprised if he went down. Next, we got Tommy, brother Tommy. Um, his linchpin is just Monday night football. Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid, Dalvin Cook. Three very important pieces of Tommy's team, and they all play on Monday night. Tommy is in for a very comfortable week if he's already ahead of last place once the Sunday night uh, game uh, once the Sunday night game concludes. But Tommy is probably most likely to be towards the bottom of the list when we wake up on Monday, since he still has three players yet to play. Three players totaling zero points is going to make anybody a little nervous come Monday. A big Sunday would be very nice for Tommy, but I think we'll need to see some Monday night action before Tommy can uh, make his Facebook status that he's been marked safe from the guillotine in week one. Oh, this is a fun one. Newcomer, Ben. Brother Ben uh, Jugan. His linchpin, I'm proud of this one, guys. His linchpin is Hockenheimer. First of all, welcome, Ben, the new guy. Welcome to the league, and hopefully welcome to the pod. Hopefully you're listening. Ben, you got a pretty solid-looking lineup, my dude. I, I like it. Uh, but my linchpin for you is a guy I'm a fan of, and I think people are sleeping on a little bit this year, TJ Hawkinson. The dude just got paid, but he was nursing some quote-unquote injuries until that pen hit the contract paper when he signed that new deal. Were those injuries legit? I don't know. Uh, I think they might have been injuries that could only be cured by obscene amounts of money from the Vikings, but uh, he missed time. Were they legit injuries? I don't think so, but maybe they were. Is he up to speed? Is he in game shape? TJ Hockenheimer is going to drop a bomb. But will Ben be Hiroshima or the good old USA in this bomb-dropping scenario? Time will tell. I hope you guys enjoyed that one as much as I did. I liked that one a lot. Next up is Mark. Uh, His linchpin here is the great state of Florida. Mark has Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence stacked with Calvin Ridley, as well as Jalen Roddle from the Miami Dolphins and Jason Sanders, also from the Dolphins. Two Florida teams hold a lot of control over Mark's head. The Jags head to Indy in what I think will be a bashing of the Colts. The Dolphins go to L.A. to take on the Chargers in what should be a pretty competitive game. Um, Plus, with Kelsey out, Mark will be relying, I believe, well, I think Kelsey will be out. Time of recording, 1.01 p.m. on, uh, on Thursday. Kelsey will play tonight if he plays, but if he doesn't, or if Mark just wants to be risk-averse, Mark's going to be relying on Gerald Everett, who plays against the Miami Dolphins. So, another Florida element. Four Florida boys uh, in the Miami defense will play a massive role in Mark's week. So, Mark, you need to uh, root for the right scenarios, or the right outcomes, I should say, for all those Florida teams. Uh, next up, let's go to Mark's brother, Matt Orico. Matt's linchpin is forward down the field. Matt, I'm rooting for you because the Lions' success on Thursday night in Arrowhead means success for you. Jared Goff and the rookie Jameer Gibbs have found their way to Matt's starting lineup. The Lions' implied team total on DraftKings is only 22 points as of Wednesday at noon when I typed up my notes. 22 points, I think we're all hoping we see a little bit more production from the Lions offense than that. But Matt has a special desire for more points. 
because, like I said, he's got two lines in his starting lineups, in his starting lineup, and one of them's a rookie. The, the 22 implied total, it doesn't make for many fantasy points for a quarterback and a rookie QB in a game where the offense scores just 22, if that is actually what happens. Vegas is pretty smart, but we'll see what actually happens. I hope we all get more of Lions points than that. But Thursday night will be very telling for Matt's sweat level come the weekend. Next up, the defending champ, Danko Dank, the tank. His linchpin is luck is a swinging pendulum. Heavy lies the crown, Danko. You've got a target on your back. The defending champ is back to defend his crown. And Danko, I like your team. I like your draft. I think you're set up for success again this year. And at a minimum, I think you see survival through week one. But man, you made some good moves last year, but I don't think even you can deny you had some massive strokes of luck last year, which any champion needs. Have you tapped out your good luck inventory? That is my question. I see some boom-bust potential in this lineup. Dak plays a divisional game against the G-Men. James Cook has off-season hype that I believe in, but does that come into fruition? Devontae Adams has a new quarterback. D-Hop is in a new city and is getting kind of old. Christian Watson is a big play waiting to happen. But what if there's a collective bust week by these boom bust guys? It's probably a low likelihood that most or all of them have down weeks, but impossible? Not even close. Denko, you are due and probably overdue for a bad bounce. Does it come early? We'll see. Cousin Tommy up next. His linchpin is, dude, where's my weapons? That's what Mahomes is asking, and that is what Tom should be asking. Mahomes, Tommy's quarterback, is missing Travis Kelsey, most likely, or at least missing Travis Kelsey at 100%. Tommy's running backs are quite good, very solid, but wide receivers, yikes. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba in the starting lineup, scary. Second-year George Pickens, lots of hype. Will he produce? Boomer bust Mike Williams, also in the starting lineup. Let's hope he doesn't bust. Also, Kittle is banged up. He's got Rashad Penny and Zeke in the flex spots. I don't know what their roles are going to be as they are both on new teams. We know the little brother curse in this league. For the newcomers, little brothers have not had good luck in this league. How do Cousins fair in this league we will find out shortly welcome to the league though tommy we've got uh four more here we're on to ricky another lorenz and his linchpin is will he be hamstrung by cup rick did it he drafted cooper cup fully knowing the risks fully knowing that he is probably missing game one at least but holy risk-reward, Batman. That puts Rick in a tough spot for week one as he is now without his second-round pick. Rick is now relying on Marvin Jones in his starting lineup. He's a fine player. Should have a decent opportunity these first several weeks without Jamison Williams. Uh, he's a fine player, but he never has been and never will ever sniff anything resembling a triple crown like Cooper Cup brings to the table if rick can hang on for a few weeks he is an absolute force to be reckoned with but it's gonna be a bumpy 
September for Rick. And I think uh, when we get to these survey results, I think we might see Rick being a front runner to go down week one. But he knew the risks taking on Coop Cup. Time for another little brother, Brendan. His linchpin is he better hope for the unexpected. Brennan is the leader in the clubhouse, leader in quotes, uh, in the clubhouse for the lowest projected score. So he is probably the most likely to go down this week just due to point projections. Brennan can't be too surprised to hear this, though, after spending his sixth and seventh round draft picks on a rookie wideout and a suspended Elvin Kamara. Obviously, he took on a massive risk by doing that. It's a very grim projection for Brendan this week and probably will be for week two and week three as well if he's still around. Look out, though, if Brendan's still alive in October. Very similar to Rick. I'm glad that these fell back-to-back because if these guys are both still around in October, they are sitting pretty. But let's see if Brendan makes it there. He might have to spend some money after this first execution to stick around. Don't push your luck too much, Brendan, but worry about week one first. All right, next up, Eric. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. His linchpin, go Tigers. I see you, E. Here's the easy one for this linchpin. Justin Jefferson and OBJ, two LSU Tigers. That's Tiger. Antonio Gibson, a Memphis Tiger. It's Tiger with a hard R. They're canceled. Uh, Travis Etienne, a Clemson Tiger, also canceled for hard R. Evan McPherson, a kicker for the Bengal Tigers. That's like half of Eric's lineup. Root for the Tigers, E, and survival is yours. I think you're pretty safe, E. So just like uh, Singer earlier, yours are short and sweet. Um, Joe is our final team, and Joe's linchpin is the meme. You sure about that? That meme. Bear with me on this one. Let's start with Cam Akers. Are we buying the hype? No, there's no doubt that he'll be a straight-up workhorse, do-it-all running back for the Rams, right? You sure about that? DK Metcalf. Gino is who he was last year, right? He's going to spread the ball around all around the yard and make it rain every game and ends up as quarterback five while DK feasts. You sure about that? Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley can't eat in this volume that much, right? You sure about that? Brandon Cooks is a lock for another 1,000-yard season. You sure about that? Tyler Higby, he's the perfect, safe, late-round fantasy tight end, right? You sure about that? Sky Moore, no Kelsey, can only mean great things, right? You sure about that? Damian Harris, he'll still get carries even though the James Cook hype train is in full steam ahead, right? You sure about that? Am I annoying you yet? Joe, you feel kind of safe to me, but am I sure about that? I don't know. We'll see, but you guys have some question marks. That is the end to the first ever, first ever Commissioner Kellen Lynchpins segment. Let's go to these survey results. Question number one, who is the safest this first execution, a.k.a. most likely to survive I am honored. I, I won this one with four votes, 33% of the vote. Um, I didn't expect to get love. Um, okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. In second place is Eric with three votes, 25% of the vote. And then five teams each got one vote. 
Jugan, uh, Matt Arico, Cousin Tommy, Singer, and Mark. You just got to vote for safest. No votes for Jimmy, Rick, uh, Brother Tommy, Joe, Brendan, Ben, and Danko. Oh, the Danko hate starts already. I love it. Question two. Who is the most in danger this first execution, a.k.a. the most likely to die? Oh, Brendan, you can't be that surprised. You're, you're uh, in the lead on this one with three votes, 25% of the vote. Two, no, three people just behind you, including myself. So I got love for uh, the favorite to survive and uh, two votes for uh, being the first to die. Also receiving two votes is Mark and Rick. Jugan, brother Tommy, Mark. No, I'm sorry. Let me do this again. Jugan, brother Tommy, and Danko each received one vote to die, to be the most likely to die. Question three. This was a fun one. Glad I uh, thought of this one. Who deserves the most shame for the league's horrible slow draft performance? That was horrific, guys. A slow draft is only as good as its participants. There's a lot of blame to go around, but let's assign blame to one person. And unfortunately, we cannot because we have a four-way tie for first place, which is actually very telling because, like I said, there's a lot of blame to go around. Matt, Cousin Tommy, Brendan. That's surprising. Uh, I think people just like hating on Brendan. And Mark all received two votes. Uh, which led the way. Uh, some of these votes don't make sense. Other teams to receive votes, they all received one. Jimmy, Joe, Eric, and myself um, all received one. Uh, I bet someone voted for me because I had a slow draft for this league and not a live draft. Well, whoever voted for me, you can be in charge next year of finding a date and a time that works for everyone to do a live draft. Go ahead. Be my guest. We need to do better, though. That, that's easy, easily said. Final question, who are you? Thank you for your participation. Jimmy, Nick, Matt, Cousin Tommy, Singer, Rick, Brother Tommy, Brendan, Ben, Mark, Danko, and myself. Thank you for participating and being an active member of this league and providing content. Much appreciated. Joe and Eric, shame. I hope you feel shameful. Be better. That's it, boys. First guillotine segment of the year is done. I hope you enjoyed the Commissioner Kellen's linchpins. I went pretty hard on them this week, and it was time-consuming to do it for 14 teams. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm just excited. Football season's here. Good luck to everyone. One of you, your luck will end before it even begins. We will have blood this time next week. So good luck. Control what you can. May the odds be ever in your favor. Go Lions! What is up, auction leaguers? The price is wrong, bitch. Welcome back. Um, just a reminder, or, you know, if you're someone who may not be paying attention in the group chat, uh, everyone's fab has been replenished. You know how you now have $1,000 of fake money 
to last you the rest of the season. Don't blow it like you did the off-season fab. For those that did, though, job well done because you can't take it with you. But the $1,000 you all were given today, that is it. You will not get more. Make it count. Let's break down these matchups. Let's let's get going. We're going to break down the matchups, and then we're going to go over the survey results for the over-unders. Let's start with our first matchup. I'm just going to go down the list, how they appear on my phone. We've got myself taking on Eric. The current spread does not look so good for the commish. Losing Cooper, Cooper Cup certainly does hurt. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Tua and Derek Carr for me versus Josh Allen and Geno Smith for Eric. This is a very clear advantage in my eyes for Eric. Josh Allen, tough guy to beat. Uh, love me some Tua. I think Derek Carr is in for a big season. It's tough for me to give myself the edge, though, this, this season without a game having been played yet. Geno Smith's also very solid for Eric, so we'll give Eric the edge there. Moving on to wide receiver. Uh, slightest of edges here also to Eric. Um I think this is definitely swinging the other way if I have Cooper Cup as I planned before I dropped a whole wad of cash on him in the draft. Um, but he will not be playing. So that's a pretty clear advantage for Eric. It's not too clear. I, I still like my backup guys, the other guys I got. Uh, but on paper, advantage Eric. Running back, I'll give myself the edge. Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs for me versus Eckler and Cam Akers for Eric. I think in a PPR league, this one goes the other way. I think Eric's advantage, but uh, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, I just have two workhorse pound the ball ground game warriors in Derek Henry and Josh Jacobs. I targeted them in this league for a reason. They don't catch passes, but I don't need them to. At tight end, slight advantage for Eric just because of the name. Kyle Pitts, I'm not going to give myself an advantage with David Njoku over Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has yet to really do anything in the NFL, but still, it's just a sexier name on paper. I'm not going to cover kicker or defense. I forgot flex, though. For flex, um, I mean, this is a tie. I probably should have just skipped over it, but I have Tank Bigsby. Eric has James Cook, again, in a PPR league. James Cook for Eric gets the easy advantage here. Half PPR, though. I like Tank, but... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll call it a tie for now. Overall, I don't like my chances chances this week. I think Eric squeaks out this win. I really wish I had Cooper Cup. Uh, that would have been really nice. I do not. So we got to roll with the punches. It's a long season. Uh, I think I start off all in one. Eric, enjoy the win. Maybe I'll see you later in the season. Uh, well, I know I will. And uh, hopefully Cooper Cup's at full strength. We can run it back. Matchup number two, we got Rick. Versus his brother. We got Lorenz on Lorenz Crime. Rick versus Tommy. Current spread is Rick being favored by nine points. He's got Trevor Lawrence and Brock Purdy. Tommy's got Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. This one is so close. I feel like it's a cop-out to have another tie already. But I don't know who to pick. So I'm calling these quarterbacks a wash. Even the point projections are neck and neck. So, you know, at me. Then fight me on it. Wide receiver. I'm going Ricky. Um... Tommy has very good wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, T. Higgins, Christian Watson. But Rick's wide receivers just straight up fuck hard. Jamar, Kelvin Ridley, Chris Godwin. That is a very tough unit to beat. So I'm going advantage there for Rick. 
At wide receiver, I'm sorry, at running back, Rick's got McCaffrey and Aaron Jones, Tommy, Tommy Pollard, Najee Harris. Tough matchup for Najee. I love Najee Harris. I think he gets hated on unfairly in the fantasy community. Um, if he wasn't playing the Niners defense with a newly paid Bosa, um, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going the other way or not, but it's closer. I'm giving the advantage here to Rick because of Chris McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. <clears throat> Two very studly running backs. Tight end, I'm going to assume health on this one and give an advantage to Tommy with Mark Andrews. Um, Rick's got a nice guy in Cole Komet, but Mark Andrews is tough to beat. He just needs to play, be healthy. I don't think his injuries are anything that's going to keep him off the field uh, for week one. Looking at flex, a very slight edge here to Rick. Isaiah Pacheco versus the Lions defense tonight. I think the Lions defense is much improved, but I think Pacheco is still going to get a ton of work. I, uh, I don't love Alexander Madison. I know a lot of people do. I think he's more of a volume play, which is fine. But I think the Buccaneers' defense is also, is also very solid. So um, edge there to Rick. Overall, I'm going Ricky here with the small advantages at running back, wide receiver, and flex adding up to give Rick a somewhat comfortable 10 to 15 point win. I think Tommy has much better days ahead though with his team it's a very good team again that Najee matchup is tough uh Mark Andrews maybe not 100 um, percent quarterbacks are very solid just so are Rick so I think Tommy goes 0-1 but similar to me nothing he can't come back from matchup number three hurts so good that is Matt versus team Brett Matus Brett we gotta work on that team name at least I know who you are though based on your team name but Matt here is Projected to win by nine, almost exactly. Let's break it down. Matt's QBs, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, two very, very good quarterbacks. But Brett's QBs make me want to pinch my own nipples. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, you could probably go either way here. I will pick Brett with this because he's got the king. He's got Patty Mahomes, even if he doesn't have Kelsey, or maybe he will. I don't know. Time of recording. Uh, 4-16, so uh, still no update on Kelsey on whether he's in or out. Wide receiver, uh, Matt has Elijah Moore, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton. I love Jahan Dotson this year. I have him in so many leagues. If he does not have a good year, I'm in trouble in a lot of leagues. I also love Cortland Sutton. I think Elijah Moore has always been very good, and the Jets haven't always used him. Um, Brett's guys, you know, you could tell that's not where he spent his money. It's a fine group, DeAndre Hopkins, OBJ, and uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, it's just not up to par with Matt's wide receiver room. So I got to give it to Matt here by a decent margin. So like I said, I have a lot of John Dotson shares, so I'm rooting for him. That's for sure. But uh, again, that's not where Brett spent his money. Where Brett did spend his money uh, is his running backs. Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Matt's got Travis Etienne and Joe Mixon. Mixon should be awesome this year. And I know Matt loves him some tra uh, uh, Travis Etienne. I'm not so much of a fan, uh, but I like Brett's running backs quite a bit more in this half PPR league. Um, I, Etienne to me has a little bit more of an appeal in the PPR league, but Chubb and Miles Sanders, I think Sanders will catch some passes too, but um, I think... Sanders is almost just as valuable in this half PPR league. So advantage there for Brett. Tight end. Matt's got Evan Ingram. 
Brett has Dalton Schultz. I give just barely an edge here at tight end for Ingram for Matt. And then at flex, we are all Jameer Gibbs fans tonight. This is close, but the Lions rookie has a lot of hype. And sorry, Brett, I'm just rooting for Jameer Gibbs tonight. Go Lions, go. Uh, I think Rashad White is a decent, a better than decent dart throw. We'll see what he can do now that I guess he might be the lead back. I don't know. Not quite sure what to make of it. Um, but advantage there are Rico. This is one of the few where I'll actually cover kicker and defense. Justin Tucker is actually an asset. Um, so, you know, very, very small advantage there for Brett against anybody that he plays. And then um, his defense. I think the commander's defense is an asset this week against Arizona. Um, I think Arizona is already tanking for a quarterback that they aren't even 100% positive is coming out into the draft, but uh, he probably is. But the Cardinals are sketchy right now. So um, even with those very small advantages at kicker and defense, I don't think it's enough for Brett. I think the wide receiver uh, tight end and flex advantages give Matt a very close win against Brett this week. By like five points. I think this is a very good matchup with a lot of back and forth positionally. So uh, this is one to watch. I think that'll be a fun matchup to watch develop, but I'm going to say Matt squeaks this one out. Next matchup, Jose versus Cam. Jose, D's bow nuts versus Team Nicotine. Very clever name there by Cam. What wasn't so clever was his $0 spent in the preseason fab budget. Stay hot, Cam. Let's start at quarterback. Jose's got Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. Cam's got Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins, the just most mid-quarterback room I've ever seen. Um, take the averageness out of Cam's QB room. I think Lamar Jackson versus Houston is an absolute smash play this week, and Dak is always slept on. So I think Jose has a very sneaky, like, top-tier quarterback room. Uh, I, I dig it. So easy there for an advantage for Jose. Uh, wide receiver. Jose's got Debo, Keenan Allen, and DJ Moore. Cam, C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, and Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Um, I think it's a, a decent advantage here for Jose. I think uh, my main reason here, I there's both of these guys, I, I really like C.D. Lamb, I really like Olave. For Cam, but I think Marquise Hollywood Brown could be an absolute landmine in a bad way for Cam with Josh Dobbs starting for the Cardinals. Like I said, they are tanking clearly in a bad way. Um, it's scary. I don't want any shares of the Cardinals right now because that might be toxic. So Jose with the wide receiver advantage at running back. Jose's got Kenneth Walker and James Conner. Ooh, Cardinal again. Um, and Cam as Saquon and Damian Pierce. Uh, James Conner for Jose, just scary, like I said, because he's a Cardinal. And Cam's running backs are incredible. Saquon and Damian Fierce Pierce. I love that, dude. I think he is going to be a, you know, I think he's going to be well-known this year. I think he's going to really burst on the scene. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I give Cam a pretty clear advantage in the running back matchup on this one. Also at tight end. Cam's got TJ Hawkinson, um, and Jose's got Travis Kelsey, which is crazy. But, again, is Kelsey playing? I don't know. If he plays, is he a decoy? I don't think they would do that with Travis Kelsey in week one, but I don't know. I have a lot of questions. So, um, you know, if it was just some scrub on the other side of this tight end matchup, uh, I, I just – 
I, I might still stick with Kelsey, but Hawkinson is awesome. He just got paid. I know what I'm getting with Hawkinson. So Cam with another advantage here at the tight end spot. I see Flex as a tie. Um, Dallas Goddard in the, uh, for Jose. I I think Jose needs to look at removing Kelsey from his starting lineup and putting Goddard in there and then figuring out his flex. But I don't know. And then Cam has a banged up Kittle. So both of these flex positions are rough. I, I don't like either one, so I'm just going to call it a tie before I get too negative into the analysis. The winner here, I got Jose by 10 points. I, I think... The quarterbacks are going to probably decide this matchup. Um, wide receivers, too, potentially. But um, mostly the quarterbacks, because Lamar and Dak, I think, is an awesome duo. Got to find a good song here. All right. Last matchup, Singer versus Mark. We're cruising, boys. Premium assets, Singer versus Mark. Singer is projected to win by roughly seven points, and Singer is starting at quarterback Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson. Um, not exciting, but fine. And Mark is starting Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. Um, Singer wins by default, even though his quarterbacks are wildly unexciting. But Mark starting two rookie QBs in their first ever week of NFL action. Mark, that needs to be addressed. I think that was probably a strategy for you in the draft to spend your money elsewhere. It'll be interesting to see how it develops. But, man, you're just taking L's early and often at quarterback with two rookies starting. We'll see what they are around midseason, but, man, that's rough for now. Singer, advantage at QB. Uh, wide receiver. Singer has Devonta Adams, Amon Ra, St. Brown, go Lions go, and Mike Williams. Decent little room there, but Mark, there's where you spent your money. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. You can fight me on this one. I'm giving the edge to Mark. This is, I mean, there's two absolutely loaded wide receiver rooms here, in my opinion. I mean, Singer's got Devonta Adams and Amon Ra. I'm not a big Mike Williams guy, but, I mean, the other side of this with Jefferson, Tyreek, and Diggs. Mark gains the edge there with those guys. My goodness, tough room to beat for Mark. So um, you, you can see where Mark spent his money, that's for sure. Running back, Singer's got Bijan Robinson and Ramondre Stevenson. Mark, J.K. Dobbins, and Brees Hall. It's a little tough to trust the rookie, but I'm going to do it. I like Singer here with Bijan and Ramondre. It is a close one, though. Dobbins and Brees Hall are a very good one-two punch for Mark. I don't know what Brees Hall is going to do this uh, this week, though. Um, I didn't, you know, he tore his knee up last year. I didn't expect to see him before October of this year. And here he is suiting up for week one. How much will they use him? I don't know. Is he going to look good? Is he going to look healthy? I don't know. So, Singer at running back. Tight end. Singer's got Darren Waller, who I love this year, but I also love me some Pat Fryer move. Um, and I'm not just saying that to butter you up, Mark. I really do like Pat Fryer move. So this is a close one, but I think Waller is going to feast in the Giants offense. Plus, Singer has a really nice stack here with Daniel Jones. Does that actually matter? I don't know, but it's fun. We're going with it. Flex. Singer's got Metcalf. Mark has Mike Thomas, which... We'll see what he can do. He's been a terrific value in drafts. I have him in a few places. Again, I like him better in PPR formats, though, but um, I think Metcalf's in for a monster game against the bad Rams defense. 
Um, I'd probably go the other way in this. Mike Th Michael Thomas's way for Mark if it was PPR, but it's not. So going with Metcalf. Um, overall, Mark has a massive positional advantage here with his wide receivers. But Singer has the quantity with better rooms at quarterback, running back, tight end, and flex. Mark's quarterbacks are going to be a huge problem this year. So I'd say Singer wins this one by 15 just because of that quarterback room. Mark, I like the experiment. Um, let's see how it works out. I've been wrong before. We both know that. You were in the finals last year, so you can prove me wrong again. Um, I think you're in for a rough start, though, as those QBs find their way. But we will see. That is it for the matchups. Let's go to the, the surveys here. Um, it's question one. Uh, these are over-unders. So 14 regular season games in our fantasy football season. We'll start with Rick's line, which the commissioner, that's me, has set at nine and a half wins on the season. And the unders have it. I have more faith in Rick than the rest of the league. Uh, it was close, though, by a vote of five to three. The under for Rick hits at the line of nine and a half. I nailed this one, though. Question two, Arico, eight and a half. 50-50, four and four uh, for the over and the under. We got a dead tie. Jose, for question three, set his line at seven and a half. The unders have it with five votes, three votes for the over. Tommy, man, I'm good at this. There haven't been any runaways. I'm fucking sick at handicapping. Tommy, seven and a half wins. The unders have it with five votes, uh, three votes for the over. Uh, next, Eric, six and a half. Yeah, I, Eric, I must be sleeping on you because you got really good grades from Brennan and Jimmy too. I might need to reevaluate here because this is the worst vote so far. The overs have it with six votes. The unders only received two votes. Eric, I'm sorry if I offended you. I might be sleeping on you. Next up, Brett, six and a half. Oh, we might need to do a little... little moving here because I'm uh, it looks like I'm off on Brett too the line for Brett was six and a half the unders have it by a vote of six to two next up is me and the boys do not like my team similar to Brett uh six votes for the under two for the over Brett let's prove him wrong and add Singer to the list too Singer also at a six and a half line five to three for the under is how the league voted for Singer for Cam Four and a half is his line, and it's a 50-50 split. Four votes each for the over and under. Mark, I think I am sleeping on you. I think I owe you an apology. Maybe the, the QBs are uh, viewed more positively by the league than just me. Your line was set at three and a half, which I felt a little bad doing. Um, but five votes for the over. You still did get three for the under, but we will see. Sorry for the hate. Prove me wrong. Use his motivation. That's it, boys. Good luck in this first week of action. Um, can't promise a preview every week like this one, but I'm excited. I'm ready to get the season start started, so I went pretty hard. But um, Man, good luck, boys. Uh, we'll see what this future has in store. Go Lions! Keeper League, what's up, boys? Same agenda as the auction league if you're in that one and listen to that segment. We are going to preview the matchups and then we are going to get into the survey results. And we're getting out of here. We are hours away from Lions football. And I'm so totally stoked to the max about it.
Let's get into these previews. First one, as I work my way down the list, is myself versus defending champ Eli. How disrespectful of Eli to raise a banner the night that I come to town to open up the season. Disrespect. Absolutely insane. As if my team needed more fuel. The Golden Ponies are now pissed off. And hey, Eli's got a new name change too. Uh, in an homage, I believe, to Zach Charbonnet, his newly requ newly required rookie. Uh, newly acquired. Did I say required? Sorry, it's been a long podcasting day. Newly acquired rookie Zach Charbonnet. Eli has changed his name. It's cut off, but I assume it's come on, Charby, let's go party. I believe so. And there's like a little gay picture of a Barbie-looking guy. I don't know. But yeah, name change for Eli. Exciting stuff. But let's break this mf -er down. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Golden Ponies versus Come On Sharpie, Let's Go Party. The Ponies. Favored by eight. We'll take it. We don't need to be favored, though. We're just going to wax that ass regardless. Quarterbacks, I got Tua. He's got Trevor Lawrence. This is a cop-out for the, you know, the first breakdown of the season. I'm calling this a tie. This is close. Tua, I've always felt like he slept on. He's healthy. He learned how to fall in the offseason. How fun. Um... But no, he's playing against the Chargers, who is not a stout defense. I think Tua's in for a big day. I think Trevor Lawrence is in for a big day against the Colts, too. But um, I think both quarterbacks are going to go off for 20-plus, probably flirt with 30. So I think it's close. At wide receiver, <laughs> tell me when to stop. Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson. Yes, no Cooper Cup. You are correct. But T. Higgins, Zay Flowers, uh, John Mechie. Uh, okay, you get the point. Yeah, I'm going to give myself the edge at wide receiver. Uh, Eli's no slouch. Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin. Solid, solid, solid wide receiver room. That's going to be an advantage on most weeks. Just not this week. At running back. Uh, very small edge here to Eli. I really wish I had Jonathan Taylor, but I have Saquon Barkley and Cam Akers. Especially in a PPR league, that's a damn good duo to have. Eli, Derrick Henry, and Damian Pierce, awesome duo. Derrick Henry's not going to catch a lot of passes, but he might lead the league in rushing. So who freaking cares? Damian Pierce, he holds the key to my heart. I love that guy so much. Um, so yeah, Eli, really good running back room. Small edge there for him. At tight end, uh, I have Jake Ferguson. Uh, hopefully the new Dalton Schultz in Dallas. Um, we'll see what he can do. A lot of hype. He's got a hell of an opportunity. We'll see what he can do. So I have to go advantage there, Eli, even though it's just David and Joku on the other side of the ball. But, um, yeah, he's a little bit more proven, even though he's kind of proven to be super average. But a uh, small advantage there, Eli. Because I'm going to the flex positions, I got Calvin Ridley and Deontay Johnson in mine. He's got Christian Kirk and Brandon Cooks. So pretty heavy advantage there in my opinion. Uh, pretty heavy advantage there for me in the flex. Overall winner, no Cup, no Kelsey, no JT. No problem. Golden Ponies, saddle up, fire up, and giddy up. Ponies by 30. Let's exercise some demons. Bring it on, Eli. You know, raise a banner in front of my face. Going Naheem Hines on your ass. Not up in here. Next up, well, we got the Giuseppe Bowl in week one. Chris Singer versus Chris Barnes. Loser has a chance to name to Giuseppe. 
Quarterbacks, this one is a runaway. Uh, Singer has Kirk Cousins. Chris Barnes has um, Patrick Mahomes, if you've ever heard of him. Um, maybe Mahomes has no weapons. We don't know if Kelsey is playing or not, but never sleep on Mahomes. I'm just not. Especially as a Lions fan, I'm not taking this dude lately, you know, because I have such a, an impact on the game. But the advantage is to Mahomes forever and always. Wide receiver, Singer has Lockett, DJ Moore, and Jahan Dotson, who I love. If Jahan Dotson isn't good this year, I'm in trouble in a lot of leagues. Uh, Chris Barnes has Chris Olave, Quentin Johnson, Mike Evans. I will give the, these are two very good wide receiver rooms. I will, though, give the advantage to Singer um, because I'm going to give the edge to the guy who doesn't have a rookie in his starting lineup. And I am referring, of course, to Quentin Johnston for Chris Barnes. Possibly Giuseppe Barnes, time will tell. Running back, Singer has Josh Jacobs and Isaiah Pacheco. Chris Barnes has um, Bijan Robinson. Nice uh, little up-and-comer there, and Austin Eckler. Singer's a great room with Jacobs and Pacheco, but Bijan and Eckler in a PPR league is almost impossible to beat. So this is, for me, far and away, Chris Barnes. I don't think further analysis is needed there. Tight end, cop out, I'm calling this a wash. Tyler Higby for Singer. Evan Ingram for Chris Barnes. They're two boring guys I don't really care to break down. Singer, Aaron Jones, and Tony Pollard in the flex. Uh, Chris Barn, Darren Waller, Rashad White in the flex. Um, Chris, I like Darren Waller more than Evan Ingram. I might flip-flop those around and maybe look for another option in the flex. But you also might be hearing this too late, depending on uh, when I post this and when you listen. But I do like Singer here. Um, in... Uh, uh oh, my notes are jacked up. Because um, I don't like the tight end in the flex. That's why. Um, so it looks like Chris is trying to start two tight ends. Chris Barnes, that is. Uh, I don't like that. So advantage singer. I'm not going to break down kickers and defense, except in this matchup, because I do think Justin Tucker is actually an asset and an advantage. Uh, so small, very small advantage there for Chris Barnes. Um, overall, my winner in this one, I think Singer comes away with the dub in a 5-10 to 10 point game, uh, mostly thanks to his veterans stepping up. Chris Barnes is a very young team. Bijan Robinson, of course, um, it's the top guy that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, Singer wins this one. Uh, newly named Giuseppe Barnes has big, possibly somewhat surprising things coming this year. Um, I'm a big believer in Chris Barnes this year, um, so we'll, we'll see. We will see. But Chris Barnes, I think you're starting off uh, 0-1, but... I think the season gets better for you. Third matchup, we got Sko versus Eric. Sko is starting Joe Burrow. Oh, uh, Sko is projected to beat Eric by seven points, and I don't think I mentioned this for the last one. Oh, I clicked on the same matchup. Singer is projected to beat Chris Barnes by five. How about that? Fun stuff. Sko starting Joe Burrow at QB. Eric Aaron Rodgers. I think Joe Burr is healthy, even if he's 95%, 90%, 85%. I'm going to take him. Dude's a baller. Aaron Rodgers is old, but I think he's on. I think he is in for a big year. So, um, he, uh, Eric, I think uh, you're going to like what Aaron Rodgers does for you this year. Just not as good this week against Burrow. Wide receiver. Sko's got Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Michael Thomas, Eric, Marquise Hollywood, Braun, Terry McLaurin, Traylon Burks. 
Um, this is a great room for Skull, especially with Michael Thomas. I This room might be slapped on a little bit. Eric, I don't love your room. Marquise Brown, the Cardinals are kind of toxic right now with like purposefully and very obviously tanking before the season even starts. Cardinals scare me. Traylon Burke scares me. Terry McLaurin, I'm not a big guy. Uh, I'm not big on him. Uh, but I love Sko's room. Sko's wide receivers are great. Advantage there for Sko. And then I'm going to give Sko the advantage again at the running back room. Eric, it gets better, I promise. But Sko has two very solid running backs. And Sko, yeah, he's starting to run away with this matchup a little bit. But Sko's got Jameer Gibbs, the Lions rookie we are all rooting for tonight, and Khalil Herbert. Meanwhile, Eric's got Brees Hall, Antonio Gibson. I'm not a big Antonio Gibson guy. I'm not a big fan of two Washington commanders on your team. And then Brees Hall, I don't know if he's healthy. I don't know what to expect from him as he's still kind of coming back from a bad knee injury. So advantage there, Skull. Tight ends. Eric, it gets better. Mark Andrews, I'm assuming he's healthy. This stops the bleeding for you a little bit in this matchup. I give you a... Pretty decent advantage there at tight end because Kittle's banged up. So is Andrews a little bit, but Andrews is just a little bit better in fantasy. Flex is very close. Sko's got uh, Cortland Sutton. How dare you? How dare you take him from me? And Mike Williams and Eric has Javante Williams and Kyle Pitts. So um, very close. I don't care to break that one down too much because it is really close. And I think you guys are getting tired of hearing me talk anyway. Overall, I have to go Sko here by 10 to 15 points, in my opinion. Eric just doesn't quite have the ammunition yet, but he proved me wrong last year. So, Eric, feel free to do it again. But this week, I'm fading you. Matchup number four. We got two more to go, boys. Everything hurts. That's Rick. He's taking on Joe. All about the Jeffersons. Um, ooh, I didn't pick a winner for this one. Ooh, uh-oh. I'm going to have to come up with that on the fly. Um, Joe is projected to win by eight points. Color me shocked. Quarterback, Rick is starting Jalen Hurts. Joe is starting Deshaun Watson. Um, tough matchup for Hurts, taking on the Patriots, always stout defense. Um, but this is a no-brainer uh, for me. Jalen Hurts versus Voldemort, Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts every day on that. Wide receiver, Rick's got Juju. Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney, pretty blah group there. And then you look on Joe's side of the ball, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Sky Moore. Jefferson and Mac Metcalf, I've heard enough. This group teabags Rick's wide receiver room. Joe Big here, plus Sky Moore might be the wide receiver one tonight um, for the Chiefs and might be pass catcher one if Kelsey doesn't play or if he's a decoy. Joe Big at wide receiver. At running back, Mixon and Chubb for Rick. It doesn't really get much better than that. So Rick gets it right back with a studly running back room. Meanwhile, Joe's got Najee Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I like Ramondre. I don't like him as much as you know most other people in the fantasy community. I love Najee, but he's got a tough matchup this week with San Francisco coming to town. So advantage there, Rick. Tight end. Cole Komet for Rick and TJ Hawkinson for Joe. Um, Cole Komet's fine, but TJ Hawkinson's awesome. And I think that old Hockenheimer is about to drop a bomb, and Rick is Hiroshima, and Joe is the U.S. in this scenario. It's a clever little, uh, I don't know, metaphor? I don't know what it is. My brain's tired. 
Influx. Rick's got CD and James Cook, um, which is awesome. Uh, those are two awesome guys to have in a flex position in a PPR league. Joe's got Alexander Madison and Elijah Moore. Uh, this is pretty heavy for me, for Rick, in that one. Um, I didn't pick a winner. I got to come up with it. I, I think I, I have to go Rick here. Uh, Joe has decent advantages at wide receiver and tight end, but Rick has even bigger advantages at quarterback, at running back, and in the flex. So Rick rolls. Never going to give this win up. Never going to let the commission down. Rick's going to get it done. Final matchup. Matt versus Brendan. The Todd father is favored to beat Make My Team Great Again Whew, by 17. Brutal. Quarterbacks, really good quarterback matchup here. Matt's got Lamar Jackson, Brendan, Josh Allen. Two really good quarterbacks. It's tough to brush aside Josh Allen, but Lamar versus Houston is such an attractive play this week. So Lamar and Matt has the advantage there. Wide receiver. This one's not especially close. I give it to Matt, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Stefan Diggs. Um, Stefan Diggs is going to cannibalize some of Josh Allen's uh, points for Brendan, so that kind of dings Brendan a little bit. Uh, Brendan's starting Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, and Amon Ross St. Brown. So I really like one of those guys, and he plays tonight for the Lions. Debo and Amari, they're okay. Advantage here for Matt. At running back, um, Brennan's got Kenneth Walker and David Montgomery. Matt has CMC and Travis Etienne. I love, love, love David Montgomery this year, but CMC is just too much to overcome, and this one is quickly getting away from Brendan as I've given Matt the advantage at quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. Um, so, Brendan, good news. I give you the edge at tight end. Some people might call me crazy for liking Fryermuth over Goddard, but I really like Fryermuth a lot. I like Goddard too, but I think Fryermuth might be special, and this might be kind of a coming out season for him. I think the Steelers' offense takes a big step this year. Um, at flex, I'll give Brendan another slight edge here because he's got Miles Sanders and Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin will get heavily used early in the season as Brees Hall kind of maybe slowly comes back. Uh, Matt's got Christian Watson, who I just heard missed practice today with an injury. That's concerning. And he's got James Conner, who is a Cardinal, and the Cardinals are horrifying right now. Brendan gets two late advantages at tight end and flex, but it's just too much for Brendan to overcome. I think Matt wins here somewhat easily, eh, pretty easily by double digits. The damage is done here, eh, probably quarterback, um, but definitely a wide receiver and running back. Um, Brennan's just not quite there um, on my Matt's level, which Matt's at, towards the top of the league. So, Brennan, I think you're on one, but uh, we'll see what you can do. I think a lot of people are fading you this year. Prove them wrong. Let's get to the survey results. The over-unders, the overs and unders, I should say. These are always fun. Let's start with question one. The fantasy football regular season consists of 14 regular season weeks. The commissioner has set a line for wins on the season for Kellen as 11 and a half. Will Kellen have over or under 11 and a half regular season wins this year? The overs have it just barely, five to four. Maybe I'm a little too cocky. Maybe it should have been 10 and a half. Maybe more, I'd get more over votes. 
Uh, still though, what a line by the commission. Five to four, vote. Arico's up next. His line is eight and a half, the over. People are loving the over for Matt. The over has seven votes, two for the under. Big things coming for Matt this year. Rick's next, and we got the opposite here. Set his line at seven and a half, and the unders have it by a vote of six to three. Eli, the defending champ, up next. The overs have it by quite a margin, six to three for the over. Chris Barnes up next, a team I'm very high on. Uh, set his line at seven and a half. The unders have it just by one vote, five to four. It's a good line by the commission. Singer next, five and a half is his line. Uh, we're close here for line setting. Five and a half, the overs have it by a vote of six to three. Nothing too alarming. Uh, Sko, though, the people have spoken. And the commissioner's line of five and a half points, or five and a half wins, is just too low. The overs have it by a vote of seven to two. The commissioner might need to rethink that one. Joe Barnes, then. Same thing here. Joe Barnes set the line at five and a half. By a vote of 8-1, to one, the overs have it. Joe, maybe I owe you an apology. Eric's up next. His line's 4.5. This one's off by a little bit, too. 6-3, to three, the overs have it. Brendan is last. His line's set at 4.5, and, and the unders have it. Sorry, Brendan. 5-4. to four. It's a close vote. 5-4, to four, though, is the vote. Send you boys off a little gridiron heroes. Get you in the mood for a Lions victory at Arrowhead. Bring on them, Chiefs. Let's go, Lions. Good luck this season, boys. Wake me up for playoffs. Pony up. Golden ponies to the ship. Let's go.